Before we start, Strange Circle is a narrative podcast, best listened to in sequential order. So if this is your first time, why not go back to episode one? Enjoy the show. It has been about a week. A week of being curled up in bed, of weeping and of cutting. This has been a long episode. Through it all, I have my little sight, my vision of the truth. And to think I have been painting it all along. I am standing over my canvas now. I have it rolled open onto the floor of my living room. It covers the area between the sofa and the wall. It's a big space to fill. The landscape I saw in my vision is there, painted with the pigments I derived from my dancing partners. An endless rocky plain. Tall, cuboid structures rising from copses of strange trees. The only difference is... I have not painted any of the creatures that I saw. I'm not sure I could. If I tried, they were difficult to look at. Yesterday, I began to hear the song again, its melody rising above the endless hiss of my depression. Today, I am almost back to normal. The song is pulling me towards the inevitable dance, and I have begun to plan. Friday, the 19th of April. I've had a quiet week. Mum suggested I take some time off, so I've been at home trying to relax. I say trying. I haven't seen the man for over a week now, but that's not stopped my paranoia one bit. It was like a switch flipped on inside me one minute I was your average working woman. The next, I am twitching the curtains every half hour. And that's not an exaggeration. I can't concentrate on anything unless I've checked both doors are locked and that I can't see that car in the road anywhere. Then I'm fine for nearly an hour until I remember why I'm so scared. Then I have to check all over again. My sleep is sporadic. I invariably start to play out scenarios in my head. 
ones where I am attacked by an amorphous figure. I've worked out the best way to escape from my house in all its different rooms. I even drew them all out. The most dangerous place is the kitchen. The window so small that I would be cornered in there. It has the most weapons, though, of course. Speaking of which, I've taken to sleeping with a knife on my bedside table, just one from the kitchen. A large knife that I use for chopping everything. I keep it super sharp. I realise that this might be a step too far, but honestly, if it makes it so I can fall asleep, I'm happy doing anything. It's being alone that does it. Your mind has all sorts of time to occupy itself. I've got to get it together before next week, though. I've got to go back to work at some point. Now, I'm going to check the street again. And then try to get some sleep. Hi there, this is Derek Dunning letting you know that our next episode is going to be worth screaming about. <coughs> our topic all evening is going to be the Ouija board, a fan favourite certainly, so if you have any personal stories about that, please call in. The scarier the better. And I am hoping, nay praying, that we will have a very special guest here in the studio. Hayley Sanderson has been found. And if all goes to plan, she will be here answering your questions. So tune in at the usual time to the super supernatural Hour of the Dead. Derek Dunning's Hour of the Dead. <laughs> I am being very careful this time. I parked away from her road and kept to the same side of the street as her house as I walked. It would be a little more difficult for her to see me like that. I am trying to assume the worst. She had seen my car and had most likely seen me. Would she be watching? Assume yes. I had never danced with someone who might be expecting me. It was so much more dangerous, but I couldn't simply switch to another partner. The song played only for a specific soul. Only at that final dance would it fall silent. I had scoped out the area around her house using street map. There is a large tree on the opposite side from her, and if I stand behind it, I will be shielded from her view, and the view of the houses behind me due to their high hedges. When I am about thirty yards away, I dash across the road and make my way to the tree. There is no traffic. It's three o'clock in the morning. I stand there a black shape in the shadows watching her home. 
Behind the curtains in the upstairs window, I can see a light is on. Perhaps she is not asleep. I'd hardly thought beyond this point of the proceedings. My usual approach, ring the doorbell and then rush in, probably wouldn't work at this time of night. But what other options do I have? I take out my phone and check out the area on Google Maps. Like other such London terraces, there is a thin access pathway that runs behind all the back gardens on this road, making it adjacent to the next road as well. I note where I can get into that path from the street and emerge from my hide. I walk briskly to the end of the road and see where the pathway joins the side of the pavement. There is a locked gate barring my way, but it is easy to climb over. The path leads around a corner and then runs straight between the gardens on either side. It is easy for me to make sure I am at the right back garden with GPS. Google saves the day again. She has a high slatted fence at the end of the garden. I can get over it easy enough, but I have the long bag with me, my precious canvas inside. As gently as I can, I lift it and hold it above the top of the fence on the other side. I try to drop it evenly and it lands with a thud that seems too loud. I then clamber over the fence myself. It's impossible to be completely silent, but I think I do a good job. The back of her house is in darkness. I walk over carefully and try the handle on the kitchen door. It's locked. So are all the ground floor windows. I wasn't about to break in, too much noise. I would wait. I sit on the floor with my back against the wall under the kitchen window. I spend my time watching the sky for stars. It's about 6am when the kitchen light shines out above my head. A strong wind has risen as I waited. I can just make out the sound of her moving around above it. I wait some more. At about 6.15, I hear a lock click open. She's opened the kitchen door. It's around the corner from me, so unless she comes right into the garden, I am safe from discovery.
it's too late to try to move to a more secluded spot without being heard. I hear the sound of a lighter. She's come outside to smoke. I wait, breathing through my mouth. She moves forwards. I can see her hand with a cigarette as it rises to her mouth and then down again. When she breathes out, the smoke jets out from behind the corner of the kitchen extension. I sit as still as I can. One move and she may catch me out of the corner of her eye. Her nearness has caused the song to leap in tempo. My heart pulsates at the same rhythm and I can feel my excitement growing. She turns, the cigarette gone, and enters the kitchen again. I can tell this is my moment. I crawl out from beneath the window and follow her path to the back door. It has a large window through which I can see her at the kitchen sink. She is side on from me. I move quickly, opening the door and rushing through in a single motion. As I pass the threshold of her home, she sees me. Discord. The song stumbles. It fails. It becomes a clanging cacophony in my head. There was a moment of fear on her face. Just a moment. I leap the distance between us, preparing to slam her backwards with my full weight. I see the fear on her face fall away. It is replaced by a look of... relief? Somehow, she dodges away from the window. I catch the back of her t-shirt with my hand, but my momentum trips me up. I hurtle into the wall, managing to twist away at the last moment. My left hand side hits the wall, sending a jolt of pain through my whole body. My teeth snap shut and I crumple to the floor. There is a throbbing pain in my shoulder, but there is no time. I look up, but the woman is not there. I hear a door slam in the distance. She's run out of the house. I force myself to get up. I move through the house, heading for the front door. She hasn't had time to raise the alarm yet. It's still too early in the morning. She's probably trying to rouse one of her neighbours. I know she's lost to me now. Self-preservation is my priority. I get outside and move as quickly as I can to the pavement. I can hear her to the left, banging on a door. I turn the other way and head towards my car. I'm almost running. But I hold my right arm across my body with my other hand. My shoulder is on fire. 
and the pain is making it difficult to think. Any moment I expect to be spotted, I listen for her scream of recognition all the way to the top of the road, then thankfully I can turn towards where I parked my car. I calm a bit as I climb into the driver's seat. I start the engine and pull away slowly. It would not do to have an accident or get caught for speeding. In a few seconds, I will be just another car in the shoals of commuter traffic. is Al Ashworth, creator of the Strange Circle podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and invite you to visit the Strange Circle website for more facts, stories and clues. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would be very grateful if you could rate and review, especially on iTunes. If you're feeling generous, please sponsor me on Patreon. This podcast is a labour of love and any help you can give is gratefully received. You can find all the information at pod.strangecircle.org. Thanks for listening.